So I found somebody today who uh, I don't know where she ended up at, but you're back. Oh, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, like, you didn't even know. You? I was like, you. What are you talking about you? It's you. me. Yeah, you. I'm yeah. here. Yeah, in person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after, uh, God, it's been three months. Three months. Three months. Yeah, I got it. Um, so the ones that have caught up. So we had, we were finally able to kind of technically start the second season yeah, with a little, uh, a little background and uh post the interviews with um jim mcclure and uh peter levy mm-hmm. and so kind of gonna bring a little substance and context to what all that happened yeah is. so you have the book in front of i you. have peter so, levy's book in front yeah. of me and um we you know we we're talking a little bit before about the the timing of all of this being um I don't know. Kind of low right on the nose. Yeah, right Unfor- on the nose. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately and, and, you know, maybe fortunately just because obviously these are things that need to be talked about and right. explored. Right. So, um, I don't know, maybe we were like uh, psychic. Guys, we knew. Guys, we knew. We knew. Yeah. Is it our fault? Could, it, I, I don't, I'm not going to say fault? that. No. I'm not going to okay. say that. No. Mm-mm. We're just, not, you're we're, here, put that on me. we're here in the time and we're, people are listening so yeah. we might as well tell these stories. Yeah, and um, so we started before, like obviously with the tensions and everything that's been the past couple of weeks, and you know, if you, unless you've been living under a rock, like we don't have to explain too much about like all that that's going on. Um, so we didn't want to be long-winded and be like too political with anything that's happening. Um, so kind of just want to tell the story. Yeah. We're gonna go back in time. So if you want to start with that part of yeah. it. Yeah. So I guess the idea of, you know, knowing where you are and where you're going by looking at where you've been, perhaps. Um, So we're going to go back to July of 1969 in York, Pennsylvania. Um, And most standard accounts of um, what is generally referred to as the York race riots, um, in our conversations with Peter Levy, you learned that he chooses to use the word uprising because I think that's um, a better description of what's going on is people, you know, fighting for their Just rights basic, and, and their yeah, lives, and some, and some essentially. Basic civil rights. Yeah, um, and I've tried to, um, in the current things that are happening, refer to them as uprisings or protests, um, yeah. you know, and not riots because riots give you a vision of violence and looting and, and those are separate things. Um so, so what, sometimes too, and even with what his, um, before you go like too deep into that part of it to get into it, sometimes we don't talk about like too much of like the ugly side of it and the things and how we even got to that point in the first place. Yeah. So it's not so much of we just had like one rough week, yeah, and that was kind of like that was that that it was a bad week, and so there was a lot of things that led up to the tensions and everything that we got to that week. Um, I've dubbed it a week of hell, and in the writings and stuff that I've done, that's what I've always called yeah. it. And the the narrative of who did what, who started what, what when, and everything else, um, you know, there's a lot of different people that have told the story and have gotten that far, and the way that he has it in the book, you kind of get that full... Uh, the, the origins, like, yeah, yeah. Not, like not just not just starting at that, you know, that that week and going from there. So I'll let you take that part. Yeah. And then, um, well, and um, 
and maybe we have a discussion about the, you know, what got us there at a, a different point. But I mean, I think it was, you know, York was not dissimilar to other communities with, you know, years of systematic oppression and redlining and uh, police brutality and uh, mm -hmm. just all of that stuff that our country has been struggling with since it was founded or before. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it essentially led to this powder keg that exploded in July of 1969. Mm -hmm. um, so how most people say that the uprising started was um, a little bit after 7 p.m. on July 17, 1969, there was a 12-year-old black kid named Clifford Green um, who checked into York Hospital um, with facial burns. And what he had told the people at the hospital was that members of the Gerarders, um, which was one of York's white gangs, um, had set him on fire. Um, and I guess a side note for... Um, so let's, gonna, let's stop there real yeah. quick and then kind of go into that conversation of the way that the division was between, um, depending on different neighborhoods and stuff you lived in, they right. represented themselves as that, um, as that, like, almost a faction uh, yes. of, of, you know, you, you took a lot of pride, whether it be white, black, you took a lot of pride in the neighborhood you lived in, and you, they were almost looked at as um, protectors of that one section or another. Yeah. So you mentioned the Gerarders, and then we'll get get into that a little bit later too, but the, the Newberry Street boys mm -hmm. were um, protected their section of Newberry Street where Little Bill Allen was killed and that and we'll get to that whole part of it there, but a lot of people don't know even that side of it. Yeah. To even understand like how that division was like in the right. city that if you lived on a certain part of town, you had to represent like where you were. Yeah. And they were almost um, they wore uniforms that had different the logos <laughs> yep. and they created the they yep. stuff they created for themselves. So that, um, whether the division was hateful or anything else, that unity and stuff in themselves kept them together. Yeah. Whether, you know, it was for the wrong reasons that you could say, but that's... Yeah. Well, and um, what yeah. I've understood, too, from talking to my dad, um, who is white, who grew up in the city, um, that they these gangs um, essentially started as sort of like after school clubs or like, mm -hmm. um, you know, youth groups. And they would meet at certain places. Yeah. And sometimes they uh, had their sort of like clubhouses. Clubhouses. Yeah. 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 And we know just from the readings and everything that, that we haven't, obviously we weren't there, um, that the Messer Smith's house on Newberry street was kind of the like central intelligence hub yeah. for the, for the Newberry street boys. The clubhouse. The club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was headquarters HQ. Yes. Um, so that, yeah, so the Gerarders um, were one of these gangs, um, white gangs in York City, and uh, Clifford Green had said that members of the Gerarders um, had set him on fire, essentially. Um, so he ended up uh, recant recanting that mm -hmm. um, and saying that that was not actually true. He was actually um, playing with fireworks in Penn Pen Park. Pen, Pen Park. Pen, Pen Park. Um, he didn't, he, you know, um, thought he would get in trouble, um, for playing with fireworks, for injuring himself. Um, and so he, um, had accused the Gerarders, but, um, either before he was able to recant or, you know, this idea that, um, news takes on its, its own life and people hear what they want to hear, um, that set off this, this firestorm, this idea that this white gang had injured a, a, a white child, um, and so um, upon hearing that, there was um, a group of, of young black kids um, who set out 
to the Girarders you know, turf, for lack of a better word. Um, they they thought they knew who was responsible for for hurting Green, um, and uh, so all I'm picturing is the Warriors. In the yeah, so yeah, like the Warriors are like the Sharks and the Jets, yeah, maybe. You yeah. know, when you hear about white gangs, that's sort of what I'm thinking. Um, but so they uh, they went out, uh, you know, looking for for retribution, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and then uh, the Girarders let another white gang, the Newberry Street Boys, um, know that. Uh, that there were blacks coming for them, or that you know the um, I think the quote is the blacks were looking for blood. Right. Um, so you have some of these different white groups aligning against the blacks to protect themselves, protect right. the, the the whites um, for you know whatever. So the funny thing is, we always even um, like when we were in school, we used to always joke about like how people would represent like whatever side of town that they lived on. Mm -hmm. And if you live in the city, like, you know, the city is really not that big. So when you sometimes think of, like, the division of how some of these groups and things like that were set up, um, right there at the apartment building, right there by the College Avenue, right right past York High was, was mm -hmm. where most of the blacks that were assembled together there. And then you go for where Newberry Street is literally up the street and around the corner. Within walking distance, it's like five minutes. Yeah. Like, if that. Um, so that's where... When you had this division, you're not talking about well. You had to invade like some right. Long yeah, you're not or, doing yeah. a long march. Right, you were it's like a five. You could run. Walk. Down, yeah, you could run down the street and be yeah. there in a minute or two. And yeah. that's kind of when you talk about things geographically, people that don't know, it's like that's where to me too is it's so interesting because you can have all these people like band together, but you're only talking about like one neighborhood's behind you and the other one's here, and then that was separated from if you lived around the park. You were you were part of this side, and then if you were on the opposite end of a different park, you lived on, you know, and that seems like where the city parks almost was like the division of all these different factions. Yeah. So it's that's interesting in itself too. Yeah. Um, so at the at the north end, the the park that is closest to um, North Newberry Street and the and the north end of the city is called Farker Park, mm -hmm. um, and so. Um, there were some skirmishes apparently at the swimming pool. Um, is now the YMCA the pool, centers. the aquatic <laughs> center. It was um, the boys' club pool, boys club maybe pool. at that yep. point. Yep. Um, there were some uh, some skirmishes that broke out there, and then over the next couple of hours, um, there was just random, not random, um, violence that was breaking out um, across the city. Um, so there were rocks and bricks. Um, thrown at cars um, there so this is this is the part that I found interesting because it says while discrepancies exist regarding regarding the exact order of it, events that followed most agree that by dawn at least 18 other men and women both black and white had been shot or assaulted by rocks and bricks and many of them seriously mm -hmm. so um, there was a white woman who was driving who was struck by a brick um, there was another white guy who was driving and he encountered a crowd of people um, at Penn and College, which is um, near uh, the the west. It's more on the yeah, west side of the yeah, city. If you also, cross the bridge here, you're technically on the west yeah. side. Yeah. Also near is now a park, but was a neighborhood mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, his windshield was um, was shot out. Um, there were some other random gunshots. Um, a taxi cab. Um, there were some. Fire bombs that were thrown into buildings um, that were 
uh, businesses owned by by black folks and white folks. Um, so it was sort of I don't want to say indiscriminate, but both sides both sides quote unquote were affected. Yeah, and that's what. Um, and before we like sat down and did all this, we talked about like the different books and stuff that we had gone through and that I had read, and then you had said like, oh, I didn't get to this one or that one, and we talked about the wrong card. And that one um, was been a little bit, people have dismissed that one because he leaned towards more of what, you know, the division in the police department and all that. So that's why it was kind of, okay, we don't talk about that. But what what was more interesting in that one was he talked more of the other violence that happened, that a lot of those books, like you're sitting there right now with um, <laughs> Murders the Charge, and I had read that a few years ago, and you, I know, were painfully kind of going through it. Yeah. And that it was was like focusing on like one isolated incident and then led up, leading up to um, the trial and everything of Charlie Robertson and but that makes no discrimination about any of the violence or anything else that happened like in that week. Yeah. So that's where it's like again the education side of it is we don't talk about what came before it and even really during it other than like the two incidences yeah. that you know. The Lilliba Allen and Henry Shabby, but everything else that happened around it. So there were other murders, there were other beatings, there were other shootings, and it's almost like that doesn't have a, a yeah. name to it at all. Well, so, and I mean, and even in here, you know, it's just sort of like 18 people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're I not think, named, they're not, yeah. yeah. And we, you know, would like to find out more about yeah. those and, yeah. and what happened there because the, because they are, they, they get overshadowed by these, these two events that end up happening. Um, and the first one being, um, so the next night, the evening of, of the 18th, um, there were, uh, crowds gathered there on, on the West End, so the area of, of Penn and College Avenue, um, and at 1030, uh, Big Al, uh, was the name of, um, one of York City's two, uh, the police's two armored vehicles. Um, so Big Al, the armored truck, was mm-hmm. out, um, patrolling this area, um, at Penn and College, and um, while there, uh, there was someone who was riding a motorcycle. He was shot and nearly killed. Um, so, you know, Big Al's over there. Um, there were three police officers who were inside of Big Al. Um, and apparently uh, there were some testifying that the policemen were, were yelling uh, to people, telling them to go home, to get off the corners, um, to, you know, just stop assembling, I guess, and, and trying to enforce some sort of curfew that didn't officially exist right. yet, but just right. getting people to, to break it up and go home based on, you know, what had happened the previous night. Um, the, the black people who were uh, bystanders have said that the police fired first and that the police fired into a crowd um, that had at least 20 or 30 people um, in it. Um, some of those folks were armed, um, but the police, of course, deny that they fired first. Um, so, uh, regardless, um, shots were fired, um, between the police and the crowd, and, um, the, the shots that were fired from the crowd, they shot at Big Al, and, um, one of those bullets, um, ended up going through Big Al, um, and it hit a, an officer, uh, a young white officer, um, whose name was Henry Shad. Um, and, uh, the, the bullet had somehow, uh, penetrated the, the plating of the armored, uh, vehicle and, um, it, it went through and it, it hit Henry Shad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was 
wounded at that point. Um, he was taken to the hospital. Um, and after he was shot, obviously, um, the, the violence intensified um, because, you know, the cops hear that another officer is shot. So um, they uh, apparently, you know, Did decided they, they were trying to do what they can. To yeah. Um, to it. And, you know, take uh, and probably wanting to get some revenge. Um, and, you know, I think this is a, a good point to, to also say that um, York had had issues with police brutality and with um, police aggression, um, specifically towards the, the black residents of the city. Um, they uh, used uh, German Shepherds, police dogs. So the, the mayor at the time, um, John Snyder, who ended up passing away like a year after that from, uh, he had Something. open heart surgery that they, that they botched and he died on the operating table. He was a two-term, he was two-term mayor and one of his, there's a, there's a picture, if you Google his name, the only picture that I could find is him with one of these German shepherds. Yep. And he, he was very openly racist. He referred to um, black people as darkies and always followed the little children as little darkies, which, you know, I, I, is that if you want to classify a group of people that way. Um, and he walked around town and that's what he would take the dog and have them, you know, bite at the children and everything else. And there's been different reports where they would go to school and they would have the dogs and everything like that outside of the police, uh, with the police. And they would, you know, bark at kids and almost just scaring and using intimidating tactics to get there. So that's where you say again, like it wasn't so much of like, you know, even went through the, the, um, the incident with the fireworks and then blaming somebody else. All this had been leading up to, you know, you're talking about from 62 all the way up until, until this started. And that in itself um, all came to a head because you had all these different incidents of police brutality, but there was no way to, it's never been documented every, anywhere. And other than people telling stories and everything that happened, you don't hear much like of it again. And it's one of those things where it's like his whole legacy of what he meant to the city when he was mayor for basically seven years until he passed away never gets discussed. Yeah. Other than, you know, yeah, he walked around with a dog. But it is, like, if you Google his name, and the time that he was married, that's, that's literally the only image that's that you can find of him. Yeah. yeah. And that taken into account of people had just had enough. Yeah. And so when you talked about the, the armored car going through, like right where the bridge is at was where the, um, to go onto Penn Street on West College Avenue was where he was shot in that intersection. So there were snipers on the roof and they patrolled that area as well too, the same way that they did on Newberry Street. So that's where you didn't see, there was still that same division, but it was... Neighborhood snipers. Yes. Not police snipers. Not police snipers. Neighborhood the, neighborhood, snipers. the neighborhood snipers that were patrolling that area as well. So that's where, when we still talk about the division of the organization, they were just as armed and as organized as they were on Newberry Street and literally used the same methods and everything else to take a life that they did there. Um, so it's not it's not so much, too, to say, oh, well, this, this these people were worse than these people or anything else. It wasn't wasn't that either. It was still, there was that division, but also they came together at that point in time to band together because to fight what they thought was wrong and what they felt was wrong. Yeah. And that's how they kept it. Um, but you you were getting to... the Basically the retribution from the cops and, and what right. came next. Um, and this is another one of those instances that gets um, glossed over or we, we don't hear about a lot. But um, what it says in, in Levy's book is that... Um, 
there, uh, so following Shad shooting, um, the police hearing about the attack decided to take revenge and they sort of up, up the ante. Um, and so there's this incident that takes place um, at the corner of Green Street and College Avenue um, where the cops pull up in, I guess, the other armored truck um, because I think Big Al's on its way to the hospital with Shad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they start yelling, um, telling people to get back into the house and um, that they started shooting. And so there's a man who is shot um, named Clarence Osby. And um, he's shot. Apparently the cops refused to call for an ambulance and instead they threw him in the armored vehicle and drove away. And so the the thinking would be that um, they would have driven him to the hospital. Um, But in Levy's book, what it says is that they drove him to the outskirts of the city where they kicked him and declared, I hope you die before we get you to the hospital. Um, And that's the end of of that incident. And that's the same thing, too. So it's like, unless you take time to read, and I don't even remember hearing. Yeah, of that. that. Because we we talked about that when we read it kind of at the same time. We were highlighting different things and going through like those things and never never once ever even heard of, of that. And there's, you know, so that's just one of, of... these incidents uh, where, you know, other black rep residents are talking about police just driving through the neighborhoods and, and randomly firing. Um, there was uh, an anonymous source that told the Gazette and Daily, uh, which was one of the newspapers at the time, um, that police had stationed themselves on the roof of a factory near the south side of Cadoras Creek and just were opening fire in the direction of anything that moved. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, shit's going down, essentially, and, and everyone is just, you know, yeah, it's, mad. Right. Um, there's also um, two black girls um, who were two years old and eight years old who were hit by gun, uh, gunshots outside of um, their houses on Parkway. Um, it's, he, Levy says, presumably by straight police gunfighter, uh, gunfire. But so here's another thing where, where kids are getting shot, but again, this gets glossed over because a white police officer has has been shot so we don't really hear more uh, about these stories um so there you know so it's it's another night of um just absolute violence um and and um violence on uh on behalf of of the police um and uh the second night it seems more you know there there's talk of um you know uh some some things that the residents are doing to to fight back, um, but it seems like they were more in sort of protection mode um, that night, and it seems like most of the violence of the 18th was was perpetrated by the police. Uh-huh. Um, and so, um, in the midst of all of this, uh, John Snyder, the mayor, um, he declared a state of emergency. He imposed a curfew, and he requested support um, from the state police. Um, the director of public safety for the city blamed the lawlessness on a few persons and pleaded with residents to stay calm and to stay in their houses. Um, so that was the, um, the 18th. So we're, we're finishing out day two with a state of emergency um, and general anarchy uh, seemingly on behalf of mostly the police. Um, and then also white gang members who um, firebombed um, some houses. And what is this? Only after Myers reported that his wife had been injured. So one of the homes um, 
Mr. and Mrs. Frank Myers, the only blacks to live um, in the Cottage Hill North Newberry Street neighborhood. So in the neighborhood of the Newberry Street Boys, this the one black family that lived there. Um, it took a while for Mr. Myers to even get the police to come. And as they were taking her to the hospital, Mr. Myers said that the police told them four blacks would be killed for every white killed, um, is, is what Mr. Myers had said. Um, the police told him as they were driving his injured wife to the hospital. So um, that was the 18th. And then as we get into the 19th, um, there are nearly a half dozen more whites shot. It says white people shot um, many near the Penn and College intersection. So where Henry Shad was shot the night before, where sort of all of the... Um, all of the violence uh, started the night before. Um, that's where the violence was continuing the next day. Um, there were, P Levy says, more than a handful of businesses uh, were firebombed. Um, so whatever more than a handful is, more than um, six. That whole, there was a meat market, I know, that was there, just from the pictures and stuff that you can find from that. And that whole, like where the Penn Street Market is now and across the street there, there were businesses that lined that whole area. Yeah. So that's more that's more so where a lot of that took place. Um, and it says uh, that the offices of the York Gazette and Daily, so the, the newspaper, um, was also firebombed. And it says presumably by a white gang member or a sympathizer. Um, so, you know, it, it's... Um, the, the white gangs and the black residents are, you know, firebombing, they're doing these, they're, they're doing these things. Um, what's interesting is that it is noted that um, neighbors, um, specifically black neighbors, are actually helping, um, helping the firefighters to put out, put the, out fires. the fires. Put out the fires, yeah. Um, okay. they're, they're well, the firefighters were being shot at, things like that too. So that's another yeah. thing I know that they didn't really mention that in there. But that whole couple of days, like once the first incident happened, there were so many fires and so many like different places that were being set on fire that they were coming, you know, they couldn't keep up with it fast enough. So when they would be, when they would get a call to go one place, they would get a call to go another place. And then they were, a lot of them were just terrified for their life because they were being shot at and things like that as well too, trying to put the fires out. Right. So yeah. that's, you know, imagine that, like trying to do, yeah, do, do <laughs> trying your to do job. your job. Yeah. yeah. And, and being shot on, and being shot at just for trying to put a fire out. Yes, um, and and so there there were remembrances of of the neighbors helping, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, and trying to to save their community. Um, I think this is interesting. Levy has this line: "Little, if any, looting was reported throughout the uprising." Um, just an, an interesting note. So it's it seemed mostly focusing on preservation of, of what they've got, keeping themselves safe, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, actively uh, fighting against each other. So um, that was the 19th, various firebombs and, and shootings and, and, and whatnot. So on Sunday, the 20th, um, there was a meeting um, at Farker Park, which again is on, um, is on the north side of um the city on newberry street on, on newberry street so uh four blocks north of the newberry street boys headquarters and um there were at least 100 white youths um members of the various white gangs so the newberry street boys the gerarders the yorklands and the swampers um decided to come together uh to uh discuss how they're gonna protect their neighborhood um 
and what the the book notes and and this ends up becoming um, a, a much uh, more important point later uh, mm -hmm. when we get into um, uh, trials and whatnot that that come decades later. Um, but the involvement of the police at this meeting of the white gangs. Right. So um, the the um, rather than you know chase this this large group out of the park. Uh, what reports said was that there were actually a handful of York City police officers, including one named Charlie Robertson, who um, were there shouting white power, um, who were saying that we have to stick together. Um, and uh, apparently some maybe told them um, that if they had guns or ammunition to bring them down to Newberry Street. So this idea that this identifying this neighborhood as being one that they needed that was, to watch out for. We're all coming together to protect Newberry Street um, and at least giving uh, the the white gang members this impression that the cops are on our side. Right. They, so one of the things was they were saying that they, they organized in the first place was because they had been like uh, tipped off uh, that there was going to be some sort of retaliation like in that neighborhood. So I, I was looking at it while you were talking there and we had talked about getting this book, but I don't think you did yet. And I started reading it, and then I, I stopped. But it was um, No Peace, No Justice by um, Mary Conway Stewart. Mm -hmm. uh, she, I haven't read the whole the whole book yet, but they kind of got to the part that we're talking about right now. <clears throat> and they kind of left that open to, there's so much division of what happened that night. So obviously, like, you claim that, you know, they, it wasn't a white power rally or anything else it was more of a meeting to try to you know for the way that it was put there to kind of just stop the violence or anything else but they also believed that the neighborhood should prepare themselves for an invasion mm. and that's where they, because of the spells yes boys. yes and they told them that they were going to come around so this is how we get to uh, what happened that night yeah and the that's why the, the book we were talking about was called the wrong car because the the car that was pulled up that had Lily Bell on it, it was similar to a car that they were known to have owned. Yeah. So when they saw the car, they just saw black folks get out of the car, didn't wait for them to identify themselves really in any way, shape, or form, and then just opened fire on them. Yeah. Um, I think we can, I don't know if you want to go through all that now or we should stop. Yeah, that's, I mean, up. that probably has its, has its, its, own, yeah, its own full, its own, full time. Yeah, but just, I mean, so I think we can leave it that Tensions are still incredibly high. It's been it's uh, been four days of um, of violence in the city, um, blacks against whites, neighborhoods banding together. Um, uh, police are involved and apparently on on the side of of the white residents. Yeah, because if we. I didn't have time to check it right now because we <laughs> before we started recording we we're going back and forth of what we were going to talk about. Um, if I'm correct, at this point, Henry Shad still hadn't passed away. Correct. He didn't die happened. for two weeks. Right. Yeah. So even, like, you had this incident that happened three or four days before mm -hmm. where we were retaliating now against it, um, he had not passed away. So you, that's where sometimes, too, the narrative, like, he got shot, but he didn't, he did die from his wounds, but it wasn't instant, and this wasn't a direct retaliation like, right. from it. So that's where another thing, too, where unless you kind of going through all this you don't know kind of some of the reasons why so that's why i say you could pick up from there i think next week yeah and then kind of go through it you have any uh 
Any watch recommendations you want to give out? Any watch recommendations? Well, I mean, there is the... Do we were we able to to pull the um, the thing that ran last From year? The, the, uh, no, uh, no. Um, on we'll post a link. I'll post a link to it in the podcast description. But we have from when the trial started. But I think we can use that next week. But there is also was it? Was People Magazine had their People show. Magazine had because last year was the the sort of fiftieth anniversary, anniversary yeah. of this. So there was a very brief overview. Um, and again, it's sort of the um, you know the quick and dirty version um, right. of of what right. happened. Um, what channel was it on though? Was it Oxygen? It wasn't Oxygen, but it was one. It was like it was ID. ID. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have if you have ID, you can find it. It was like People Magazine presents, and they went through like that summer. So it's kind of like she said, it was kind of like the cookie cutter version of like telling you like about this murder and that murder. Yeah. And kind of didn't tell that much. Of it either, but if you're totally unfamiliar with it, it does kind of give you a baseline to start with to at least halfway understand what we're talking about right now. Yeah, and if you haven't watched the interview with with Peter Levy, um, that gives a lot of this sort of contextual information and talks more about um, what led to led to this point um, in in clearer terms. And then, of course, our interview with with Jim McClure um, also, you know. Uh, goes a little bit uh, further, but more of an overview of specifically, you know, those, right, those nights time. in July. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, so even if you listen to this, that's fine. It's not like, you, you know, it's like all out of, like it was some sort of order, but you yeah. can still go back and listen to that stuff. And um, and the videos are up on YouTube too. So if you're, if you're more of a visual instead of an audio, whatever, we put them in both formats so you can, you can check them out. So. Yeah. so we know what we're picking up next yes, week. Yes, we're going to talk okay. about Lily Bell Allen. Yes. So uh, we we cracked two thousand uh, downloads. Hey, leadership. so <laughs> hey, with no promotion, <laughs> with no promotion. Yeah, yeah that was uh, and no good. content. For, no, yeah, you know, yeah, months. for a few months. So you know, people that do listen, thank you. And um, yeah, we'll next week same time. So. Sounds good.